You're listening to Bible Prophecy Daily, a weekday podcast where Bible prophecy matters and matters greatly. Hey, hey, Marquis Laughlin here. Today we're going to talk about the great falling away, or the great rebellion, as Paul puts it in uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. He talks about a great falling away from the faith. He calls it the rebellion, and it's an event that Paul believed must happen before we, believers, are gathered together to be with the Lord. Now, um, this event and the timing are crucial to understanding how we can be overcomers as the day the day of the Lord approaches. I mean, uh, anyone who has seen any surveys on church growth in America uh, and around the world, we realize that church growth, the believers, we're in a severe decline, particularly in this country. Now, we have the same thing happening with every nation that has already received the good news. Look, you, you, we look at England, and they're post-Christian now. They've kicked Christ completely out, um, and they were the, um, they was the head of the church for, for years. But they are a post-Christian society. We're a little newer, and we've already... We're kicking God out. So you, there's this pattern that happens when people receive the good news, uh, accept it, they're blessed by it, God produces fruit, and then you go into a, a different season, a season where the fruit's rotting on the ground, where um, it's not as fruitful. We get lazy, we get uh, um, wealthy, um, and things come in, and the weeds come up and choke the word, and the land starts not being so good to sow seed in. And that's the season we're in now. We're, we're, uh, we're in a post-Christian part of our American history. Very sobering. And, and the Apostle Paul wrote to believers uh, in, in, in uh, Thessalonica, uh, to clear up questions about the timing of Jesus's return. Um, the timing of Jesus's return, they were confused <coughs> because they were worried that some believers, because they had fallen asleep or died, would miss Jesus's return. And Paul writes 2 Thessalonians to straighten them out. Okay, here's what he says. He says, Now concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered together to him, the rapture, the resurrection, the rapture, uh, we ask you, brothers, not to be quickly shaken in mind or alarmed, either by a spirit or a spoken word or a letter seeming to be from us, to the effect that the day of the Lord has come. Let no one deceive you in any way, for that day will not come unless... The rebellion comes first, and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction, who opposes and exalts himself against every so-called God or object of worship, so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, proclaiming himself to be God. Now, think about this. He's saying the rapture, our being gathered together to the Lord, will not occur 
unless there's a huge rebellion, a falling away from the truth, literally, and the Antichrist is revealed. Now, how is he revealed? He's revealed because he takes his seat in the temple of God and exalts himself over every god or object of worship. Pretty amazing event. Very specific, saying these two things have to occur before the rapture. And, uh, you know, I, I always, I'm amazed because um, we're, we're um, I have uh, pre-trib friends that uh, read this and still don't want to acknowledge the context and the timing of all of this. And uh, I, I just think it's as clear as can be about the timing of our uh, of the rapture event. And let me go on to read it. Okay, so we have one thing happens, a rebellion comes first, right? The falling away comes first. Then the, the Antichrist reveals himself by sitting in the temple. And then in verse 5, go, Paul goes on to say, Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things? Now, where is he getting these things? He's getting them from Matthew chapter 24. Jesus is teaching his longest teaching on the end times. And he, over more than 20 different points, uh, he grabs from that sermon and he's delivering them in the same sequence as Jesus uh, taught his disciples. So these, this is not something Paul just was inspired by the Holy Spirit and just discovered. This is something from Jesus' teaching, directly from his teaching. Uh, that Paul is pulling from and saying, this is what's going to happen. So you're getting a repeat of this. And also, you know, remember, these sequence, <clears throat> the sequence of these events are repeated in the book of Revelation in the fifth and sixth chapter, the opening of the seals of the scroll. So there is a, a, a huge pattern over and over again. Because remember, the sequence is in Mark's gospel. It's in Luke. It's in Matthew. It, it's in Revelation. Part of it is in Daniel. Um, the same sequence of events is repeated over and over again. That's why we can be uh, very certain that this is the sequence of events that will happen. And we're not, we're not guessing. So what happens? Uh, there's a rebellion comes first. He says, the rapture can't come unless the rebellion comes first and the man of lawlessness is revealed. So you need those two things to happen for sure. Okay, and then uh, he goes on in chapter, um, uh, in verse 6, and you know what is restraining him, the lawless one, now, so that he may be revealed in his time? For the mystery of lawlessness is at work. Only he who now restrains it will do so until he is out of the way. Now, I love this because I don't believe this is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is never referred to uh, as a he. Uh, well, uh, the Holy Spirit is a, uh, an angel is referred to as a he. The angel Michael is referred to as a he. He's the archangel who's protecting Israel, who in the book of Revelation stands up and bat, does battle with Satan and steps out of the way when state, Satan is thrown down to the earth, indwells the Antichrist who proclaims himself to be God. And um, with the, the help of Satan himself, the Antichrist rules and reigns the earth and wins his wars. So there's a sequence of, and timing of events that's going on here and different characters interacting. That's fascinating. But 
I think it's easy to start if you have a view of the end times it's say pre-trib you're going to slap the holy spirit on that the holy spirit's restraining him no well there are more there's there're more there're more he's out there that could be keeping the devil from his work and we do know that the archangel michael is the one who has conflict with the devil directly and has a <clears throat> has a battle which he wins uh, with with the devil and that he is protecting uh Israel specifically. So uh and we do know the antichrist goes into Israel, into Jerusalem, into the temple to do this particular thing and he's being held back from it until it's time to do it. So Michael is definitely restraining the antichrist from this particular act because it relates to Israel specifically. So <clears throat> so uh he he says only he who now restrains it will do so until he is out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed. When Michael stands up and God says okay, let him have it. Then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord Jesus will kill with the breath of his mouth and bring to nothing by the appearance of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is by the activity of Satan. See, there you there you have it. He is backed by Satan himself, and with all power and false signs and wonders, and with all wicked deception for those who are perishing, because they refused to love the truth. And so be saved. So this is the delusion. It says, therefore, God sends them a strong delusion so that they may believe what is false in order that all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure and unrighteousness. So there has to be a falling away, a rebellion from the truth, because that is why God sends the great delusion, allows the Antichrist, pulls Michael out of the way, allows the Antichrist to go into the temple, proclaim himself to be God, and have Satan helping him, and people believing this is a good idea. Now, I don't believe for a moment that they're going to go that Satan. I think Satan's pretty much going to pretend that he is, um, uh, he's set up his false identity whether it's an ancient alien, uh, but he's going to deceive people uh, so that they worship the Antichrist and also worship him, Satan, because the dragon, Satan, has gave the Antichrist his power. So people are literally going to be opening, openly worshiping both of them, and God is going to allow them <clears throat> to believe this lie. It's a delusion because of the great rebellion, the falling away, the rejection of the truth. So pretty heavy here. I mean, the context is really clear. And all of that has to take place before the Lord destroys him with with, uh, with his mouth, uh, the breath of his mouth, and, 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 being, and they're brought to nothing by the, the appearance of his coming. And this is literally a, a reference to um, the, the glory of God when the, the, the day of the Lord happens and the, the sky opens up and every eye sees who Jesus is and um, the people of the earth mourn because they're not happy because they realize who this is and what he's come to do and how they've been treating poorly his servants that believe and trust in him 
and how they persecuted them. So that's the context. And of course, we look up at that time, and that's when we are, uh, our salvation is drawn near. That's when we're gathered together in the clouds to be with Jesus. Um, but we have to endure <clears throat> um, not God's judgment, but the the uh, the wrath of uh, Satan and the Antichrist. And there is a difference. Uh, one comes before the other. Uh, one clearly starts after the other. So that's that is kind of the gist of this whole idea of the falling away. That's why it's so critical to be able to to uh, to see these surveys about the church and watch our country fall, the morality just falling apart and decaying in front of our very eyes, watching evil uh, approach, we have we should be encouraged because we know that this is part of God's plan. He predicted this. That's why we're doing uh, conferences. Uh, Last Days Overcomers, uh, we are a nonprofit organization. Uh, a large YouTube channel that's worldwide. We've got a ton of great, amazing believers that are overcomers. And they're doing that by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. There, are, These are, um, uh, we're really rallying behind people who have experienced some level of persecution in this country and using them as examples to continue to encourage the body of Christ, to warn them, to prepare them, to deepen them. And we are teaching what Jesus told us we should be doing just prior to his return. Uh, We don't uh, spend a ton of time haggling about the sequence of events, kind of like I have today. We spend more of our time saying, uh, let's take a look at what Jesus told us to make sure we were we were occupied with, and make and let's take let's take heed to the warnings and the parables of what Jesus told us not to do and what he told us to do. It's kind of like being in um, being put in a game in the last few minutes uh, with a few seconds on the clock. Maybe you really need to understand what the coach wants to do what the objective is. You need to really pay attention. You need to be alert. You need to know the plays uh, if you're going to make a difference. And God has done that. He's put us in. So we're trying to do that and get people ready to make those plays. We want to get you ready, uh, prepare you with last day's overcomers conferences to be able to share the gospel with your children, your grandchildren in this context. They are in a context that is unprecedented. They are going to experience temptation on a level that has never been before. They need to be as equipped as possible spiritually. And here's what you need to 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 use to be able to do that. And here's what you should be focused on. So that how do you how do you overcome the collapse of everything? That's the name of our conference. So you can go to ticketbud.com and type in the overcoming the collapse of everything and get tickets or you can go to our website www.lastdaysovercomer.org and get tickets we have a conference in cincinnati in june a conference in springdale arkansas that's northwest arkansas in july july 29th and we have another conference in 
August in Minneapolis, Minnesota at the Mall of America, August 26th. So we'd love to meet you there, uh, buy some tickets, come if you can't get to one of those cities. Remember, you can buy the live stream of any one of those cities. It's going to be broadcast a week to two weeks later, and you can get that live stream and participate in the Q&A. We have Q&A. We answer everyone's questions. We don't shy away from anything. If we don't know, we'll tell you and we'll go find out for you. So that's kind of how that works. Great stuff. Lastdaysovercomer.org to get a ticket. Hey, Paul calls this the great the rebellion. Um, so some translations call it the great falling away. But basically, it's people abandoning the truth in a massive way. And that's exactly what happened in Noah's day. You think about it, that society also just like ours, saw a rapid increase in technology. They used this knowledge to pollute the animals and and humans to such a degree that God had to send the flood and start over with Noah, his family, and all of the animals. Remember, God selected the animals and said, I'm going to send these to you. He didn't pick every animal. He waited until all of his grace was used up and he had just what he needed to be able to start over just profound. Now, it's a unique um, qualifying time for God to step in and deliver the godly. Uh, God's grace is full, so he waits to the last minute. Just like Lot, Sodom, and Gomorrah, he waited to the last minute and got the godly out. Pretty amazing. Um, Remember, all of the men from every part of the city surrounded Lot's house. That's pretty amazing. There weren't anybody that said, you know, I'm not going to go do that. Pretty, pretty profound. That's, uh, we have yet another example of how patient and gracious God is um, and how long he waits and how he allows evil to grow to its fullness before he judges. So um, praise God for that because we all need mercy. We need the mercy that the thief on the cross got. Uh, We need that mercy. People are going to... um, um, we need to be serving, we need to know we're serving a God that is literally full of mercy. There is no more mercy that he can give. It's all full. So uh, he goes to the utter extent to extend it. And we praise God for that, but that means that you and I might have to endure something. We might have to imitate him a little bit and be kind and patient with uh, evil people as God allows that to grow. So as we see evil increasing, don't, we should be encouraged because we know it means the Lord is near even right at the door. And really there, there are only going to be two kinds of people, two kinds of churches, those who believe in his word, who believe it and put their hope in it. And those who reject it or rebel against it or fall away. And that's the divide, the great divide that is coming on the world today. Uh, we have tons of examples. I mean, um, can you say Andy Stanley, son of Charles Stanley? Uh, in one generation, you have a, a his son, a pastor, rejecting the truth of God's word. He believes firmly that the church should not put its faith in the, the reliability of the scriptures. Uh, the infallibility of the scriptures, that we should unhitch ourselves from the Old Testament. So we're hearing all kinds of crazy things. But remember, the word of God is, hey, it is trustworthy and true. 
And there are only two types. There are only you either believe it or you don't. And it can, it's believable, folks. You can, you can dig in and you can answer the skeptic's questions. It, people, more people have tried to disprove the word of God than have tried anything else. And they've all failed. God's word has uh, stood the test of time and the test of humans like Andy Stanley. Uh, uh, all of their arguments have been refuted over and over again. And um, that's why we don't need uh, to, uh, we can compare the old manuscripts to make sure that we have the right, the same thing. We don't need a, an upgrade or a new version uh, of something. It doesn't need to be upgraded. It's God's word. It's perfect. So how do you know um, how to prepare your loved ones? Um, how do you know you're prepared <clears throat> for what's coming? Well, I'll tell you, you know you're, when you're willing to bet your soul on God's promises and his word, then you are ready to endure anything that God has preordained you to go through. So my prayer is that this podcast, our conferences, and everything believers are doing will assist, prepare, and encourage you to stand strong on the word of God. And that you and I will be overcomers. God bless you. Thanks for listening to Bible Prophecy Daily. We hope you learned something valuable today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss an episode. 